so high right now. Anything's possible. Oh my mama! Oh my mama made it, ma! Anything's possible! Rain and Jay's back with the vengeance at All the real Celtics fans in attendance This the truth like 34 This like walking in the garden when you hear the roars The crowd goes crazy Most in-depth coverage on the daily Mainly podcast royalty The content kings When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings Focus like Danny at the deadline Global with it got a local feel like the red line The blue line, the green line Play it in between time I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime And press play When the F's done I can't wait until the next day Trying to stay in tune with the C's That's the best way Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whether you're listening to the show on a podcast, watching on YouTube, I appreciate you doing so. I'm John Corrales. I cover the Boston Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And I have written this book, The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, which is now available everywhere books are sold. Thank you for those people who have told me that you bought it. If you want a signed copy, get it at johncorrales.com for 30 bucks. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Moment segment coming up later in the episode. A lot going on in, in the Celtics world. You've heard me talk about it a bunch. So I figured today I'd bring in a guest. And today's guest is Josue Pavone, who is the co-host of the Cedric Maxwell podcast on the CLNS media network. He also does a ton of work writing for them, other podcasts for them. So you can follow him on Twitter at Joe underscore Sway. Now let's go to my conversation with Joe Sway Pavone. All right, Joe Sway. Good to talk to you. First of all, I've been talking to you for a little while, you know, I know. it's, uh, it's, you know, been a little bit since the Celtic season has been over and we're sitting there in that ring around the top watching, watching the Celtics. Um, how you been, man? I've been good. I've been good. It's funny, Corrales, because you're one of the few reporters who I, we actually had a couple conversations throughout the regular season. Not every game, right? Not every game, but every once in a while we bump into each other. It was it yep. was such a weird year covering the games at the Garden. But, of course, I started to get a little – started to feel a little back to normal towards the end of it. But, yeah, so, so, so nice. it, was, it was a bit – a little lonely up there, right? Like, it was different. <laughs> yeah, it was a little crazy, yeah. you know, with all of this Zoom – you know, people don't understand, like, it, you know, when you're covering things through Zoom, you go there and it's, I don't know, you I, like, I like being there. I like getting to see certain things from certain angles and and, and you see things differently while you're there. But right. sometimes it's just like, why am I driving all the way into the garden where I can only talk to everybody through Zoom? I'm, yeah. It's so weird. Like, I see you. You're right down there. <laughs> and I can only talk to you through the video. Just five minutes of your time, you know, it's like all, you know? all that locker room stuff and all the, you know, when you're asking questions, making eye contact. I don't know. It's just, it's just different, but it is. Hopefully, it is. hopefully we'll get closer to, to, to somewhat uh, what it was before. Hopefully, hopefully. So let's let's just start here with Team USA. Now, we were just talking before the show started about, you know, we're, we're going into, you know, the, the season ended. And then all of a sudden, like, instead of being able to take a breath, it's like, oh, Danny's gone. Oh, there's a new coach. <laughs> Right. Oh, yeah. So now we're at Jason Tatum playing basketball again. Yeah. yeah. And so <laughs> you, when you heard Jason Tatum missing the game with the knee issue, did you like, what was your reaction? Uh, a little, a little panicked, a little bit. I mean, you have to be right. I, I just think when you, when you think about the, the, the course of the regular season and all, and all the injuries, 
this isn't good. And, and especially yeah. Celtics fans, they don't like to hear knee problems. Like that's the last thing they want to hear. And especially from someone like Jason Tatum. But um, I'm one of the few guys too that also wants to see him flourish this opportunity. I know some Celtics fans, they're not all all that interested in seeing him, you know, sort of help guide this team to winning a, a potentially winning a gold medal. So, you know, I'm I'm sure for those people, they're a lot more freaked out. But for me, I'm I'm a little freaked out. Yeah, you know, you don't want this thing to become serious. And if that's the case, you pull the plug immediately. I mean, I think that's the obvious thought, you know, when you hear that. That's the obvious thought. If this thing gets serious, then you you pull the plug with him and uh and team USA for sure. I will say that, you know, I, I brought this up and I had a, a whole segment on the, the show yesterday about kind of not freaking out, but like a little on edge, just like, all right, like the slightest hint of soreness, shut it down. But the point that was made in a lot of the comments was, you know, Udoka is right there. Like Emil Udoka right. is right there. And he yeah. has a very good sense of what's happening. So I'm sure that the – Anytime the wind blows the wrong way, Udoka's like, wait a minute, hold yeah. on, Are you yeah. okay? <laughs> so Debut, yeah, debut season on deck. Uh, Jalen Brown, we're not sure it's going to be 100% at the start. We need to see Jason Tatum be 100% at the start just so we can get a really good idea, uh, especially, like you said, th- those two and, th- and their connection and how they're going to lead this team. Yeah, I'm, I, I will say that I'm, I'm very happy that Udoka is there just in a sense of like, Tatum and Udoka getting this extra kind of head start. It's very much like the head start that um, Kemba Walker got a couple years ago. Yeah. And and people will joke about, well, that team didn't do anything. But you remember that they started out, I think, pretty well. well. Yeah. Kemba was an all-star. Like We thought like there was going to be some noise here. Yeah. And it wasn't until after the all-star game that Kemba had the knee injury that all of a sudden things started to fall apart. But people forget that. Yeah. And that's a really good point, especially, you know, four guys, four Celtics players, you know, uh, Kemba was, he was still Mr. Fourth quarter, if you will. Right. A little bit. Right. You remember the, some of those games where the Celtics where things were really close. He would turn things on in the second half and close the door on teams, you know? Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's true. So, so to have, he I just wish, sorry, hold on, real quick. I, I gotta get this in there. I, I just wish, and, and obviously it was never going to happen because of his injury, but I just wish Jalen Brown was with them guys. You know, I wish he was with those guys right now because yeah. I like it's like I just think of like Udoka, you know, the coach and Jason walking into the hour back center that first day, like, you know, laughing, arms around. I mean, obviously, I'm exaggerating here, but it's just like if you're Jalen Brown a bit, you, you have to wait to sort of make that connection. You know, and that, I just thought it would have been really, really special to see all three of those guys, you know, competing together right away. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if he would have gotten an invite um, if if his wrist was was healthy if he was healthy yeah yeah i I just wonder because you know they could have used a guy like that um and maybe udoka would have pushed for an end of bench kind of even if you say well we're not so sure but like come on let's let's get this guy in there he can help Uh, but look at the very least you get tatum in there and building that relationship early on that's if tatum is on board with what udoka is selling then you have to feel like everyone else is going to fall in line no matter what. And I feel like Jalen Brown is kind of in the same boat as Tatum. Like everyone had their input. And right. if you saw what Tatum said with Gary Washburn, he's like, yeah, they asked my opinion. I said these few things, but I wasn't like, go hire that guy. Right, right. Uh, so I feel what, like this. What you, you expect, right? You know, I, I, well, what do you think if uh, of 
this this whole process of Tatum and you know the hiring of Udoka and now now seeing these guys kind of work together at Team USA? I think it's a great start. I, I really do. I, I just I'm still waiting to see. And I was saying this a lot throughout the the, the end of the you know playoff run, which of course you know losing Jalen Brown. Like I just need to see these two, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum as a cohesive unit, lead this team, make the teammate, make their teammates better, make the team overall better. Like they continue to get better. And I just feel like, and again, this season is so tough to judge with everything that happened, but for the team that finished 500 and, and granted, yeah, there were a lot of injuries, a lot of hurdles. I just, I, I would want to see them be able to lead this team because you know, that, that's going to be the ones that are under the microscope. Of course, coach, coach you know, he is going to be under the microscope as well, but I'm looking forward to that. And then seeing how Jason Tatum is able to take on that role into this, you know, new era, if you will. So for sure, I mean, everyone like the, the experience for Tatum and how he's going to decide to be a leader, you know, or at least take that next step in, in becoming a leader is going to be interesting. But I think Jalen Brown is, is just as important, right? I mean, I, I just, I think those two still have to sort of figure out how they want to lead. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be buddy, buddy, or they have to, you know, sort of figure things out in, in, in their own relationship. I just hope that they're in a space that they, they can communicate with one another and also find out a way how they can make the team better. And of course, the brand new coach helps with that. All right, I'll get back to the conversation with Joe Sway in just a minute, but it is now time for my ultra moment of the week. When we're talking about moments with Michelob Ultra, I'm talking about things that have brought me joy and happiness. And look, there's nothing that brings me more joy than watching Taco Fall do anything. And once again, I go back to Jimmy Kimmel and Taco Fall making fun of himself a little bit with Tacos Tacos, a fun skit which uh, was on Jimmy Kimmel where Taco you know, does a, a bit where he spins himself into a chef and he makes these you know, 80-pound tacos. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. It was kind of amusing. Uh, it's not, it's, was, uh, I, I enjoyed it. So, look, it's the off-season. We're looking for things that give us joy and happiness, and that did so. Hey, look, and it's only worth it if you enjoy it at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. We know that Michelob Ultra gives us joy, and joy creates success. So, thank you, Taco Fall, for having a good sense of humor. If you haven't seen it, Taco tweeted it out on his page. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game with Michelob Ultra. So, thanks for Taco And thank you for providing us with the Ultra Moment of the Week. Have you subscribed to the Locked On Celtics podcast yet? You can wherever podcasts exist, and you can follow us on Spotify. Today on the road to the finals, our NBA Finals coverage is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's only worth it if you enjoy it, and at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, we can enjoy these NBA Finals games a bit more this postseason. This show was recorded before Game Five, Game Four of the NBA Finals. So, waiting to see. At this point, I'm waiting to see what's going to happen in this game. I personally, I think that Milwaukee is going to tie it up. I think that Giannis, especially at home, I think Drew Holiday at home, Chris Middleton at home, it's going to be a little too much. We're going to see another dominating effort from. Giannis, that's going to be a problem for DeAndre Ayton. I think Ayton struggles again, and the Milwaukee Bucks even this series. So now we get to see how right I am. We'll figure it out when we get to the podcast 
tomorrow or whenever you listen to this, probably will know the answer. So we'll figure that out later. But for now, let's get back to the conversation with Josue Pavone. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. How do you feel like having not only a former player, but a coach of color in there, considering that that's been an emphasis for these guys, Jalen and Jason have stood there uh, in front of the cameras before and talked about social issues. This has clearly been something that the team has been looking to to add. And Tatum mentioned it in that piece with with Gary Washburn, like having him be a person of color, having him be a former player, I can relate to him in a different way. Not that it's better or worse, but just different. How do you feel like having that guy there can can touch what Tatum and Brown are trying to find as leaders? I think it's it's huge. I really do think it's really important because I think being able to relate with them from as a player, as as someone who's 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 you know achieved a championship on both ends of the, of the of the spectrum here, you know, as an assistant coach, I, I think that's big. But of course, you know, being being the fact that he's black and that they can relate to that, I, I think he's someone that can also guide them to how to be a leader on the court and also off the floor, you know, how to condone yourself, how to do certain things, how to have certain conversations that maybe they couldn't necessarily have with Brad Stevens. And that doesn't mean that Brad Stevens, you know, that makes him a bad coach. That doesn't mean that he didn't do a good job. I just think when these guys have had, you know, three, four years together and you hear the same voice, you know, a a change was just necessary, I think. And I I didn't look at it as, oh, the guy absolutely has to be black, but I I thought going into the coach, head coaching search, that that would be a big, you know, that would help with things, you know, that would help with Jalen and, and Tatum, you know, navigate throughout these early stages of their, of their career. And I really do think they picked the right guy. You know, uh, Chauncey was up there on my list as well. But at the end of the day, I mean, these these three, they have a history together. Marcus Smart, you know, they, the, 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 the four of them have a history together a bit. I, I think they're impressed with him. You know, I, I think the fact that he played plays a big part. But not only that, but he comes from the school of Popovich, you know, the, those championships, uh, those runs and those battles against the Miami Heat, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, they remember that. You know, these guys were in high school. You know, they looked up to, you know, to, to the LeBron James and, of course, the Kobe Bryants and, you know, who how, who he means uh, or what he meant to, rather, uh, to Jason Tatum, you know. So I think all of that is relevant. And and I, I really do think this is the right guy to, to, to lead this group. I like I like the the many levels of connection between these, between Udoka and Tatum. And, and you know, like you said, the school of Popovich and all that other stuff. It's almost like if you're, you know, nailing something down, the more nails that you can use, the, the stronger that hold is. If you just have right. one, it can shift a little bit. If you have two, it right. can shake a little bit. But when they connect on four, five, six different levels, exactly. it just solidifies that connection. Yeah. Um, and that, that is an important thing. And, and I, I, I bring it up a lot because, in, in, you know, some people want to criticize the fact that race was one of the boxes that needed to be checked here. But, you know, that I keep saying they're not playing for the fans. The fans aren't the, going to be the ones who are, are playing for the coach. It's the players who are playing for the coach. Right. And considering the current climate, this is an especially important connection for, for these players to have. Um, but then the former player. And then when you hear Tatum play, talk about Greg Popovich – and his confidence in in Tatum in in 2019 during the World Cup, and how right. that confidence that Popovich had helped fuel Tatum to take another step 
now that you have Udoka as that that Popovich connection, that's another connection there. So right. um, I feel like this is a coaching hire that gives the Celtics the best chance that to to, to succeed moving forward. Uh, there were some other names that I thought could have been good. Um, I was I was big on Carol Lawson, but she's very clearly staying at Duke. Uh, I I really in the have, early run I was I was thinking Kara too. Yeah, that's yeah. I thought that would have been a really great kind of hire as well. But I think the Udoka connection has. I, I'm I'm trying to find people who have something bad to say right. about the Udoka hiring, and no one does. Literally, yeah. no one does. Um, and this connection. Yeah, no. I was just gonna say. I, I also think the, the the his basketball background, the fact that he didn't just play in the U.S., he sort of got a taste of you know the way things are in Europe, and you know I just think all that is relevant. I, I can't imagine the, the sort of conversations he'll, he'll have with Tatum, you know, just throughout um, this, this this tournament, just throughout the Olympics, and um, yeah, I think all of that is relevant for sure. Um, being able to say that he's been through it, he's certainly been through ups and downs. Whether you want to say you know someone who sort of had to fight to stay in the league, obviously defensive minded, a point guard, you know, all that bodes well for him to be, you know, a great head coach. You know, the, the story that he told about Isaiah Thomas was like, man, you know, this is, you're, you're good out there, but I, I think your calling is on the bench, you know, you know, leading a team, you know, I just think all of that you, you want to hear, you love hearing all that because you want to see the Celtics go back to just the culture that it used to be a bit, right? Like whether we're just talking strictly defense whether it's just all the you know the best effort night in and night out, regardless of how talented the roster looks, right? And I'm thinking about those those Isaiah Thomas, Evan Turner teams, the one that used to give the champion Golden State Warriors some fits every single time they played each other, because you knew that at the end of the day they were going to give 100% effort, the maximum effort. This past season, I mean, let's be honest, if we're talking just pure effort, it's the lowest I have seen from this team since right. I don't know what the first season of Brad Steve, you know, when, when, when yeah. there was 42 different Celtics players, that, you know, that very, very first, you know, um, rebuilding year, you know, I, I mean, maybe exaggerating a bit, but you know, like whether we're talking about just putting the max effort or guys just knowing their role, I think they have a lot to figure out here. So, you know, it's going to be really important, but getting back to being that team that gets things done on the defensive end, you know, that that's going to be a huge key, uh, key in for 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 Ime. And, and we saw that in the press conference, you know, when he was introduced, um, he, he said all the right things and 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 him and Brad Stevens are it, everything. It seems like they're transparent. You know, they're on the exact same page. Yeah. And, you know, you, you him bringing in Damon Sotomayor, those Pacific teams right. were known for, you know, being defensive minded teams. Right. And so he's creating a, a bench that seems to be defensive minded. Uh, he's creating it seems like he's going to create a culture based on that defense and you know we'll we'll see we'll see exactly how that how that pans out moving forward you know another element in all of this is how the team continues to be built and the one thing working against Udoka is going to be the business side I think of yeah. this because Agreed. Brad Stevens is sitting here he's got to put a team together you got Marcus Smart eligible for an extension but do they give Marcus Smart an extension or do they say, hey, Marcus, we'll talk about it next summer because we're trying to look at cap flexibility. And, and you got Marcus Smart sitting here saying like, you're basically saying, hey, Marcus, we love you. We want to keep you, but we're going to see next summer if there's somebody better 
that, you know, we'll let you go. You know, <laughs> if we like somebody else better, we're going to let you oh, go. Man. If you can't find anybody better than you, then yeah, we'll sign you to a contract. I wouldn't the, word it that way. You know, I don't know, Corrales. I don't think you put it that way. I, I, I would put it, I put it, I put it this way. All right. I would sit him down and say, look, Marcus, we want you here. We think you're part of our future. We love to have you, but we want but, to see you take on, you know, right. You got to drop the butt or however, as they say in business, yeah. theme, right. Um, but, we want to take on that starting point guard role, you know? Mm-hmm. We, like, you know? We know he can do it. I mean, at least I believe he can do it. I, I, whether we're talking about, uh, you know, assist, just being a pure facilitator, I think he took a, a step in the right direction this season. Defensively, you know, with injuries and things, you know, I don't want to say he took a step back, but, you know, him not being named to the all-defense, all, all defense, I think most of us saw that coming, right? Let's just – if we're being sure. honest, sure. right? So – Prove to me you can be our long-term starting point guard, and you have a raise. You know you're you're here to stay. Because at the end of the day, if he's not taking on that role, and he's taking on a, I don't know, let's just say for 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 the sake of conversation here, I don't know, 17, 18, 19, somewhere around that ballpark, right? If he's taking on that sort of contract, I mean, I want to see him be the starting point guard. And why can't why can't he be? Why can't he be? Like even some of the the most diehard Marcus Smart apologists, they're still not they're on the fence about it. Or they're saying, mm, go out and get a starting point guard and let Marcus be Marcus. Why can't it be Marcus? I'll wrap things up with Joe Sway in just a couple of minutes. But first, Rock Auto is the place to go for anything you need for your car. There are tons of makes and models out there. And you, there's no way that that place that you normally go to on that strip mall, that they're going to have everything that you need for your car. It's impossible to stock everything on those shelves, but Rock Auto can do it on their shelves because they've got a wide, expansive catalog that doesn't need to exist in some little plot of land. They have their big warehouse, and you can just go onto rockauto.com, and you don't have to spend 30 to 50 to even 100% more for those same parts at that chain store or a dealership. No matter how complicated or how simple you need your parts to be. If you are rebuilding something in your car, you can go to rockauto.com. You need wipers or a carpet, you can go to rockauto.com. doesn't matter. They're a family business that's been serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. So you know you can trust them. You know those prices are going to be low for everybody, not just low for a few professionals or whatever. They're not going to change their prices based on what the market will bear. Their catalog is very extensive and easy to navigate so just check it out yourself give it a whirl you're going to probably end up saving a lot of money when you do go buy something make sure you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box that's how they know we sent you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box that's how they know we sent you it's an amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Did you want to bet some money on game four? Did you want to bet some money on game five after seeing how game four went? Do you want to bet on anything else? International sports, baseball, WNBA, it's all there. So use your laptop, use your mobile device, head on over to bet online. You can sign up for free, create your username, your password, and enter the promo code locked on. That'll get you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So when you sign up and you make your first deposit and it's a hundred bucks, the promo code locked on will get you a $50 welcome bonus. That's how it works. So use that promo code locked on and don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the game at bet online, your online sportsbook experts, please gamble responsibly. 
Be sure to follow our social channels at LO Celtics on Twitter and at Locked On Celtics on Instagram. I'm, you know, I'm all on board, man. I've been saying Marcus Smart is going to be a good starting point guard since the beginning. I, I like Marcus really? Smart as a starting yeah, point guard. I didn't guard. say that. He surprised me, but okay, you got that. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. I've been – when I post this on YouTube, you'll see the comments. I wrote – I've written pieces. I've done podcasts. I am 100% on board with Marcus Smart being the starting point guard. But when I look at it, when, when, when I look at it from Marcus Smart's perspective, this is what I'm saying, like what I was saying before. He he's going to hear like when whatever Brad Stevens says to him and puts it diplomatically, he's going to hear, I think, the Celtics basically saying, yeah, that's great. We we think you're really good, but we're not going to pay you right now. We're going to wait till next next summer. And basically what that is, is the Celtics, they want to preserve their cap space. And if another star comes along. If Bradley Beal opts out and they can find a way to clear enough cap space to sign Bradley Beal, that will involve renouncing the rights to Marcus Smart and meaning right. Marcus Smart is going to be gone because there's there he's going to get more money than they can offer him with whatever exceptions that they're going to have left over. So that is what I think Marcus Smart is going to hear. That yeah. no matter how delicately the Celtics put it, he is going to feel like, hey, I'll go out there and be your starting point guard. I'll go out there and be your starting damn center. I, I'll do whatever you want. And that's what Marcus Smart has been over the past two, three years. Right. Didn't matter who got hurt. Kemba, Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart goes into the starting lineup for those guys. I think a full season of him at, at the point guard would be great. And it, it solidifies him and it, it it's at the risk of repeating myself. I think it puts him in a role that minimizes some of the shots that he takes because he's facilitating right away. Yeah, he has to give up the ball right away. Yeah, yeah. You know, when he does get the ball back, it's a catch and shoot situation, which is going to be just a better situation than a lot of the pull-up stuff that he that he takes. So I love him as a starting point guard. But right. in his head, he's just going to feel like he's auditioning for somebody else because if someone better comes along, the Celtics are going to take someone better. They're not going to make a commitment to him. That's that's something that I'm afraid of this upcoming season, that Smart, for all of the great things that I think he can do, that he's going to have something in the back of his head that says, they don't really want me here. You know? Like, I'm afraid right. of that. But he also has a lot to prove, right? I, I, I think if you're Marcus, you want to, you want to look at this as a bounce-back year. It's like, man, people forget. I had injuries. People forget, you know, what was going on. Like... Yeah, at the end of the day, you know, if you're Marcus, you're like, man, do these guys really want me? Or if I'm just like a constellation prize at the end of the day, if they strike out and trying to get Bradley Beal, so, okay, now we'll give you the bag, you know. And if that's the case, then then he has the leverage. But at the same time, he could also he puts himself in the risk of, of being traded. But when you think about what Marcus means to this team, and and again, what I was saying earlier about the culture and, and about uh, how he feels about the city, like I, I just it just seems to me I, I see Marcus as a guy who just wants to prove his way if he has to. To stick around, like he, I, I think he's a, he's someone that wants to be one of these pillars, you know, aside uh, Tatum and, and 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 Brown, and he's always set out to just try to prove that, you know. Yeah, I I just also feel like, you know, once again, Marcus Smart has something to prove. Like Marcus Smart, when yeah. has he not had something to prove? Right, and, that's true. you know, and and look, sometimes you need that. Sometimes you need that 
constant push. Like Marcus Smart's going to retire and feel like he's got something to prove in retirement. And, you know, he may not, you know, he's not going to be a Hall of Fame player, but he's going to feel like, you know, hey, I could have, I, I could prove myself to be worthy of inclusion somehow, some way. Is there an all defense wing that you can create in the Hall of Fame? That yeah. You know, I think he wants uh, to stack those up. That's what I think. You know, right, he, right. Like he likes to remind people, and I don't have a problem with that. You know, as long as you back it up, and and I, th- I think he definitely did. You know, this season, maybe not just pure off a of pure defense, but there was an impressive stretch where uh, you know he was getting a lot of criticism for his shot selection, and he turned it around a bit. But it's just we're looking for consistency. You know, consistency, and if it's consistent, then you know maybe that this is a, this is a sign for the Celtics to say, you know what, why don't we make Marcus our, our future? But, you know, to piggyback on what you said earlier about this, this kind kind of being a, I don't want to call it a bridge year, but a year that the Celtics don't say, okay, let's, let's go out and let's all go for it. Right. Let's uh, let's try to make the big splash and try to acquire, you know, as many big free agents as we can. I think that bodes well for Brad Stevens. Now, maybe you start looking into secondary options for, for, for your backcourt, right? Guys off the bench, that's not going to cost you a whole lot. That, that would accept the mid-level exception. Heck, maybe someone like TJ McConnell who could, I don't know, maybe challenge Marcus for that starting spot, you know? Someone that can really keep that heat, you know, uh, over Marcus where he feels like he's being, you know, challenged for that spot. I think Marcus rises to the, to the challenge, you know? I think he steps up for that. You know, th- this offseason with how the the, be- the the bench is built around Tatum and Brown is going to be really interesting. So my opinion, you tell me what you think about this. McConnell's certainly one of those guys that's in the mix. Um, I think, so you start Marcus Smart at point guard. You Clearly you have Tatum and Brown as your, your two starting wings. And Robert Williams, or however the center spot shakes out, I don't really care as much, but I think Robert Williams for now is going to be the starting center. Now, the question is, do you go get a starting forward? Do you find another starting guard? Do you find a two guard, a shooter, and then move Tatum down to the four? Do you find a four and just kind of play big across the, the perimeter? However Brad Stevens wants to do it. I think you've got two, two more tools left to, to get a player that could be useful. You've got the, the taxpayer mid-level, which is about $6 million. You've got about an $11 million remainder on the the Gordon Hayward traded player exception. I think on that one too, right? Right. So I think, I think Brad Stevens basically has, what is it? Three moves left. You sign somebody with the MLE, a McConnell McConnell type Type, kind of thrown out. Maybe Chris Dunn. If you're going to start Marcus smart, maybe you have Dunn as a taller defensive guard as a backup and you kind of go with, Situational Pritchard Dunn, yep. however, yeah, uh, on the mix. I like that. Uh, then you have the traded player exception, which you can maybe use to go out there and get get a forward that that could be could be available. I don't know who might be available, but um, I I threw out a Jermichael Green in in Denver, who has mm-hmm. a player option, and if he if he's gonna decline the player option then what he could say is, hey, I want to go to Boston, Denver. I'm going to pick up my player option yeah. specifically for you to trade me to Boston. Boston. And what Boston will do is they'll give you a second-round pick for second it. Second-round pick, yeah, yeah. If you don't want to do that, then I'm just going to decline my option and sign somewhere else. So you're not going to have me either way. You right. might as well You might as well get a second-round pick out of it. That's well, what, what about um, – what, what are you doing with Tristan Thompson? Is, is that a long-term thing? Like, That's what's the value three. on him? You know? That's part three. Part three oh, of my, my plan is 
There you go. If you go out and you get a Jamichael Green, let's say, or a type some somewhere in that kind of vague range, you so you've used one part to get a, a guard type player, another part to get a, a wing type player, and then Tristan Thompson is your reclamation project. So I want to throw this out at you because I've said this a few times, and because I've come up with this idea, I I'm married to it for some reason. Tristan Thompson is done for me, like done with the Celtics move him. I'd rather not have him around. And he doesn't really have a lot of value. Send him to Minnesota who could use some help as a big, you know, with bigs off the bench. You get Juancho Hernan Gomez who makes $7 million who had a real crappy season last season, but who as a starter has shot close to 40% from three. Yeah. And you say, look, we weren't going to use Tristan anyway. So you can just, you were going to either bench Tristan or you trade for Wancho. You see if he can, maybe you throw him in the starting lineup as a weird kind of stretch four that maybe he doesn't even play 30 minutes, but he starts and he gets some time and you see he's yeah. a reclamation project, recapture some of that shooting. He's done after this year anyway because it's non-guaranteed next year, I believe. He makes a couple million dollars less, so you're saving a little bit of money tax-wise. And worst case scenario is, nope, he sucks. Bench him. You're done. You can yeah. trade him for nothing at the trade deadline. It's meaningless. You can sit him at the end of the bench, and it's not like you have Tristan kind of complaining. You just have a guy that's, sorry, you send him home. Right. If you. That's kind of my plan right now. Yeah, I mean, look, the Jermichael Green, I've always been a fan of his. I mean, just kind of like a two-way guy, can stretch the floor a bit, can run the can can get up and down. Like that's sort of the ideals, you know, someone to come off this bench and 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 that you could plug in. So I, I like that part of it. I, I just think you yeah, I mean, you have to find a suitor for for Tristan Thompson. That's the way I look at it. You know, maybe maybe not before the start of the season, but that would be ideal. I I just don't you have to see the Southern want to shave as much cap as possible. And I do think that granted it wasn't a huge sample i mean it's it's i think tristan thompson has some value out there whether it's a you know a team out there that just needs a, a voice in the locker room or or someone that can just give give the the the, the effort to, to to go out there and and maybe help be a mentor type role but i don't know about minnesota man that's such a tough that's a tough sell i, I don't know like it's just it's gonna be tough but if i had to guess i i, I think i don't i don't think we see him in the Celtics uniform again for sure. I, I agree. The reason I picked I Minnesota. I like a, you know, that type of four that yeah. I was hoping could somehow uh, flourish in, in, in Grant Williams this year, but it didn't happen. Man. You know, it just didn't happen. But we'll have to wait and see if uh, maybe he can make a, a, another another step in, in his progression. I, I'm just, when it comes to Tristan Thompson, admittedly, I'm very down on Tristan Thompson. So basically, I see no use for Tristan Thompson on this team. How do you so, feel about Grant? Feel who? About Grant. Grant Williams. I, I want to give I want to give Grant another shot because okay, I, think, me too. I, I think I think the still might be something there. That that stretch, you know, if he can just get that three point shot, you know, what I mean, I'm not looking for him to shoot 45, percent but you know, I think that would be that would be big in his uh, in his progression. Look, he's been in the league for two seasons. Both seasons have been screwed up by COVID. I'm not going to hold anything against him for not having an off season, not being able to add to his game 
or learn how to be a, a more of a wing defender because he started out slow with his shooting his rookie year. Then he picked it up towards the end a little bit. Right. But he was in a role as a small ball five. Then he comes out with all of the bigs that they had. Brad Stevens was like, look, you're going to have to go out there and guard threes and fours. And he sucked at it. He yeah. was bad at it because he didn't have a chance to learn how to do it or to build up the type of repetition that you need to to learn how to you know, contain. It's almost like right. – you know, a defensive end containing a running back. If you don't know how to do it, you're going to just run straight at the running back and he's going to juke you and, and, and run for 40 yards. But if you contain him and you you steer him into the rest of your defense, then it's a four-yard gain. So that type of mentality for Grant, I, I just want to see one more offseason. I'm a big believer in Grant Williams. I think he can have like a 12-year career in the NBA oh, for sure. yeah. as a – if he you gets know, his things down, you know, getting not getting getting caught in a switch and being able to, you know, control hold your hold your own. You know, I, I think that's important as well. And I also feel like right before the shutdown, or maybe it was right before the All Star break, after he made his first three pointer after missing what was it 20, 20 plus twenty three, yeah, uh, it seemed like he's got a bit of a stride there, got into a stride a bit, and it slowed down, and then the shutdown happened, and then it was back to square one. So yeah, like you said, man, it's just like just kept kept having these you know unfortunate setbacks. And he could, just couldn't catch up, it seemed like. So I, I believe in giving him a chance. So my just to wrap up this whole thing, whatever happens, they get somebody on the guard, some kind of guard, some kind of forward. You, you, if you flip Tristan Thompson for nothing or you flip Tristan Thompson for some wild swing, and let me be clear, the Wancho Hernan Gomez idea is a wild swing to see. It's like picking up a car from the junkyard to see if you can kind of Fix it up a little bit and get it running again. I understand the risks there, but it's one more year of Tristan Thompson or one year of him. I'd rather try it. I'd rather try to figure out somebody else. However, I think after that, the Celtics are done this offseason and they carry the team into the season and then see what you have. And then if it does, whatever doesn't work, then when December rolls around or, you know, you go between December and the trade deadline. You figure out who needs to go. Maybe it is Grant Williams. And then you you tinker around the edges there. But I think those three moves are the last three moves for Brad Stevens this offseason. Yeah, I I agree for sure. Because you want to – you want Neesmith to get a full training camp. You want Neesmith to get dig in, you know. Like that's someone I'm sort of having like you got – he's got a little, you know, little star next to his name, you know. I I really – I'm keeping a full eye on him. So, um, yeah, you know. Imagine stepping into the league and then you step into it, you know, you're drafted during the pandemic and, and yeah. you haven't played basketball in months and you're coming back from an injury that that ended your collegiate career. Like, it's just it's tough. And and that's the one guy who I think needs his reps. So when people are like, oh, well, you bring back Fournier or you need to get a, a wing that can really. Well, let's wait to see how Neesmith progresses here. This is a good opportunity Romeo for him to get, to get big minutes, you know, Romeo, too. Romeo too, right? Exactly. You know? Romeo too. You know, like, let those guys get those reps. You know, let them play fifteen to twenty minutes or whatever, depending on where they are in the progression, right? Because I feel like it's not gonna, it won't, it won't be the same from start to finish. But let me ask you this: last question. They have to, they have to figure things out. You know, What's last up? question for you: If how different is this Celtics team if Romeo Langford and Aaron Neesmith become twenty to twenty-five minute a game contributors? However, you define contributors. Ooh. How Man. different is this team 
if just those two guys can give you 20 to 25 productive minutes. That's huge. That's the supporting cast right there. I mean, it's not all of them, right? But that's a huge chunk because you're talking about Romeo Langford cutting to the hoop, those backdoor cuts that sometimes I feel like can be sort of uh, the, the start of something that I saw in Avery Bradley. Remember how Avery Bradley used to do that? The first couple oh, of years, yeah. and oh, easy yeah. buckets, easy layups, right? And then, of course, open open jump shots, become a three-point shooter, be a 3 and D guy, you know, or, or someone that you can c- consistently count, rely on for two consecutive defensive stops. You know, that used to drive me crazy this past year. It's like, man, can this team string together stops, you know? And uh, on the on the defensive end, He's impressed me a bit. He's had a couple of games with Romeo, right? You know, uh, Neesmith, I don't know if Neesmith is someone that, whether it's being, whether it's it's, a, it's the, the, the pure athleticism that's going to make him a great defender, or whether it's just the fact that he can, you know, develop into the the, the two-way player that this team really needs to, to uh, whether coming off the bench or just add someone that they can rely on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's huge. Look at these guys in the NBA Finals, like like the cam the campaigns, if you will, you know, yeah. or like you know the, the, those 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 are the type of roles I think that the Celtics we really have a huge question mark as to who's going to be one of those guys. And right now, going into the season, one of them has to be in house. You know, you can't go into the free agency thinking, oh, you have to these these guys have to be the ones that are that we rely on every single night. You know, it's got to be one of those guys. And I think those two in particular are going to be really interesting to see uh, how far they come along. Hundred percent. All right, great conversation here. Happy to have you on the show. Same, same. Appreciate it. Appreciate At it. Guys. Joe underscore sway. Just That's right. Home. That's uh, right. Appreciate Check you. Out. Check him out uh, on one of his many shows, many podcasts. CLNS Media, co-hosting with Cedric Maxwell. What's it like co-hosting a podcast with Cedric Maxwell? Oh, it's wild. It's wild. He's uh, he's not even completely sold on the Tatum and Brown thing. He's thinking maybe maybe. I'm like, man, give him another year, Max. Give him another year. He wants to see contrast. That's his go-to word right now. So it's wild. It's fun. It's you don't know where the conversation is going to go. Check us out. Seriously. You know, if you haven't already, (laughs) Cedric Maxwell podcast, wherever you stream your podcast, we're we're there for sure, man. All right. Check him out again at Joe underscore Sway on Twitter. Appreciate having you on, man. Always, Corrales. Appreciate you, man. We'll, 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 We'll catch up again soon for sure. You got it, man. Great conversation with Joe Sway. Good dude. Check out his work. Uh, Follow him on Twitter. Uh, Make sure that you're checking out the Ultimate Mock Draft, which starts next week, which is all of our Locked On podcast hosts making draft picks, selecting, you know, whatever, making trades, all of that stuff, like a real draft over the course of all next week. And there will be analysts. We're going to do shows all, all week long. And the analysts will be Chad Ford, Brian Scalabrini, former Suns GM, Ryan McDonough. So you'll get a sense of what might happen in the NBA draft. Search for Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the new Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Odyssey is your home for all the sports podcast music and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Really appreciate you listening to the show or watching the show on YouTube. Subscribe to both, uh, especially this YouTube channel that we're really trying to get off the ground. It's going well so far. Thank you very much rate, review, comment, all of that stuff, and share the podcast. Tell your friends that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network.